holy, holy, holy is the Lord who is on his side tonight. I hope all of you here are. Um, I'd like to take our text, uh, one verse from Psalms 37, 5. That's Psalms 37, 5. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. You know, uh, many scholars believe that uh, David wrote this psalm when he was mature, older, you know, regarding just the old age question, why does the righteous suffer and the, uh, the wicked prosper? Now, I was studying this and uh, looking at the word you know, commit, uh, a lot comes to mind. You know, commit means to, to bind or obligate, to pledge, devote or dedicate to somebody, someone or something, to promise or give your loyalty, time, principle, or plan of action again, to someone, something, or somebody, to fully dedicate yourself to something wholeheartedly. So just not half-heartedly, wholeheartedly. So commitment requires faithfulness, uh, investments, and it requires persistence and endurance. Uh, of course, there are different types of uh, commitments. Uh, there's short-term, long-term commitments, lifelong commitments, and then there's eternal commitments. Um, so uh, tonight, you know, well, example of short-term commitment, I'll just give a brief, you know, the thing that comes to mind to me on short-term commitment was when I was in school, doing that, uh, in college, doing that crazy job, you know, going door to door, knocking from uh, <clears throat> 6 all the way to 9.30, knocking on door, and getting yelled at, people telling me no. Uh, they told you that <clears throat> as soon as you get up in the morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, jump in the shower, and only cold shower, no hot. So I did that the whole entire summer. And you eat peanut and butter jelly, peanut and but and jam sandwich every day for lunch and dinner. So I made two before I leave the house. That's what I I did. Yeah, I, I believe that. You know, I, of course, uh, the whole time, the whole summer, from uh, was it June on, as soon as I got done my first year of college there, went to Texas <clears throat> and did it there. And uh, I, I told myself. I'm never going to do this again. It's the hardest job ever. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> of course, next summer, prayed about it, I, and went to do it again. I, I don't know why. The Lord, I felt the Lord called me. That was fine. I said, you know, I'm not going to do this again when I was done with that summer. Again, of course, second summer, I would end up in Pennsylvania. It was a little bit too more bearable. And then the third summer, <clears throat> when again, uh, you know, I pray and uh, the Lord said, well, you have to go one more time. And I was hoping uh, he wouldn't met, uh, I wouldn't have to go the fourth time or something. I end up in Texas again, Dallas, Texas. And so, you know, I was committed to that. So I told my employer, basically it was a business for self. You go and sell these books and buy from the books from the supplier and then <clears throat> deliver it to the customer. Uh, you know, the, it, because the job is so hard and the heat, you know, we complain here that it's a hundred sometime for a couple of days. <clears throat> Try to imagine carrying like a 45 pound backpack and walking door to door 
throughout the heat in Texas with the humidity, you know, all day long doing that. Now, um, as you can imagine, not many people last throughout the whole summer, <clears throat> especially the third summer. I think only out of 50 of us that start the first summer, maybe 20 came back. And the, the, the third summer I came back, I think I remember only maybe five of us did it again. Of course, there's new, new recruits. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, a lot of people quit that summer, but I was committed. You know, I said, you know, I'm going to make it through because <clears throat> I was known also leading Bible study and pray for everybody most of the time. I, I don't want, I want to be an example. I want to be, um, stay true to my word and what it means to be committed to something. And just because it's hard, difficult, <clears throat> you want to quit and you want to cry every day and you get beat up every day and it's so hot all the time and yeah, yeah. Well, I don't remember ever being hungry, maybe because you were, the heat just, you know, get into your mind or whatever. But, uh, <clears throat> so that was commitment, short-term commitment. Of course, and then there's a long-term commitment. School, some of you in school want to go finish. And um, lifelong commitment. Now, a lot of people nowadays, even some people in the churches, not our churches in general, Christianity, doesn't believe anymore. Lifelong commitment. Marriage. That's a, a lifelong commitment. Marriage is for life. It's not <clears throat> when things get hard, you know, not when things get uh, difficult or when you don't like the person anymore or the person annoys you all the time or every other day. No, it, it's a lifelong commitment. God called us to be one until he returns or until uh, God takes us home. That's why it's also encouraging for me to see, you know, uh, some saints here that's been married for so long. And it should be an encouragement for all of us. So... <clears throat> And then, and then, of course, there's eternal commitment that I don't think we have uh, that we, we have a choice on, but it's not really uh, you have a choice to either eternal commitment with uh, the Lord Jesus Christ or eternal commitment without him. So that commitment is a, a given, but it, it's still our choice. What uh, which way do we want to choose? So tonight I want to take account of because. Um, this account of Noah apply to all three uh, commitment, you know, faithfulness, the requirement, investment, and persistence and um, endurance. See, Noah, when God came to him, just doing his own business. Now, again, the Bible didn't say what Noah's occupation was before the flood. When God came to tell him, <clears throat> God was disappointed that men were just, you know, well, let's read Genesis 6.13. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So God came and told Noah that, and you know, I'm, most of us, I don't know how we would react. I mean, for me, let's say God come tell, said, hey, I'm just going to destroy Portland, get rid of uh, Portland. Most of us would say, well, Lord, what about my home? Uh, what about my family? This and that. But you know, Noah didn't, the Bible didn't record anything about Noah complaining or questioning God. Cause he was in a relationship, he was in a relationship with God that, that he didn't have to question God. He just took God's word for what it was, what God told him. So God gave him an instruction to uh, build an ark. Again, you know, many of us, me included, if somebody came and Ask me to do a project that I have no clue what to do or how to do it. I would probably, well, why me? Uh, you know, who am I to do this? You know, or take the 
build a car or fix a car, for example, yeah, I can barely change the uh, light bulb on the car there. It takes me an hour just to change the headlight there. But uh, if somebody come and ask me, say, hey, fix this car, do this car, I said, well, no, I don't have any experience in that. What am I supposed to do? I can try to YouTube it, but you know, it's going to take a while. But again, Noah didn't go there. He just, God gave him instruction to do it, and uh, he just do it. said, yeah, Lord, your will be done. He didn't go through a hundred question or a thousand question. Again, he was in a relationship with God that he didn't need to ask him or question God. Are you in a relationship tonight with God where you're not questioning what God asked you to do or where to go or, or how to do it? You know, again, our ways, his ways are higher than our ways. And so Noah was faithful. He was committed to do that. Now, uh, and also, uh, Noah invested his time and resources. Okay, now, when Noah agreed to build the ark, uh, I never thought of this before, he agreed to be the zookeeper also. Can you imagine all those animals that came onto the ark <clears throat> when it was near completion? I mean, he had to be a vet also, right? He has to learn how to feed them, to keep them, take care of them, and keep them alive while they were on the ark. I mean, I don't know, some of you here, I mean, Portland, we're animal lovers, love pets. I think Portland, Multnomah County has, you know, more pet per capita than anywhere in the U.S. That's a, it, it, I can imagine that. But, uh, you know, growing up, we didn't have much pets and stuff like that. But uh, it's hard to take care of just a cat or a dog. I mean, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time. Uh, I don't know how some of you do it, you know, but uh, God bless you for that. But uh, imagine Noah, he had to become a zookeeper and keep up with all these animals that were in the ark. And then when the flood came also in the vet, and he was committed to be a part-time lay preacher too. You know, when all those times that he was building the ark, you know, he had to answer question uh, why he was doing it. Of course, he has to preach that, hey, the end time's near. People are doing what they want to do, living the way they want to live, instead of obeying God and living how God wants them to live. So he has to tell them, yeah, God's going to destroy the flood. I'm sure, you know, the Bible didn't record that they were mocking him, making fun of him, but I'm sure they were laughing at him when he tells them, you know, especially where he was living, there's not a lot of rain and not a, not a lot of this uh, uh, precipitation and all that. So he became to be that, and project manager, he, be, he became all these things, that he didn't know he had to do when he agreed, committed, and faithful to what the Lord had asked him to do, right? Uh, so he committed to be all these things without complaining, and he had to learn as he go. And again, he invested in his resources. Now, I was thinking, it probably took 120 years because, you know, he had to outsource all the material, or even may probably have to grow, start growing the tree the day he, uh, you know, start building that art to get more. Again, where we live, we get a description a little bit. It's more like a desert-like area too. It wasn't like the great Northwest where there's trees everywhere. So he had to do that, you know, because when you read later on in um, when God called the children of Israel to build a tabernacle in the wilderness, People, the children of Israel, bringing resources, material everywhere. Moses has to tell them, say, okay, we have enough, don't bring. Same thing when the, they had to build the, the temple of God. You know, everybody's bringing the resources here. 
Well, and Moses has him and his three sons. And it mentioned his dad was still alive at uh, that time to Lamech. And of course, uh, Methuselah, of course, he was older than old. So I don't know how much he uh, can do to help in uh, building that. But so he invested his time, resources and all that and became much more than who and what he was to do the will of God. And of course, Noah was persistent. I mean, can you imagine spending all that year, day after day, building, you know, becoming something you don't know or have never done before? I mean, some of us, or for me, have a project, you know, that take weeks, want to give up, or a month want to give up. Or some of us, you know, if a project take more than uh, an hour or two, we'll probably hire somebody else to do it. Yeah. And, but he was committed. He was, uh, he kept doing it and he didn't leave anything undone. So <clears throat> now when we commit ourselves to the Lord, it doesn't mean that, okay, I'll come to church on Sunday. That's it. Now I'll go home. That's what not, what happened to Noah. You know, I, I can say I'm a Christian now. Uh, I come to church on Sunday. It's more than that. We are committed to the Lord. We are called to live a life that is above reproach and live a life according to his plan. We are called to live a holy and sanctified life, you know, a life that is set apart. You know, we are called to be minister. All of us, if we're saved, called to be minister, to share the gospel to everybody around us, not just to come to uh, church on Sunday morning, just get fed and go home and just do whatever uh, we want to do, living according to our way. We are called to be more than that. You know, uh, we are called to live a life of love that was shown by God, and we call to live a life that was shown by Jesus Christ also. And uh, we are called to live a life that edify other believers around us, not just ourselves, not just our family, but every one of us, all of us, our family, and all of those that in our job, our school, we are called to live a life to edify those people so that they would come to know Jesus Christ also. Again, his plan is for all of us to be eternity, live in eternity with him, not in eternity without him. That's why we call to live a life uh, that edify and witness for other also. <clears throat> Again, but and we are also called to commit to live a life in every stage of our life. Not when we're just young, you know, when we're young or growing up, we are called to be obedient to our parents, to be, you know, to show the love, if you're saved, to show the, the love, the life of love, uh, a testimony to your parents and to other friends. And when you're in school, when you're in job, when you're at work, and, and when, even when we are retired, like, uh, Sister Silver, uh, testify about, you know, God check us at every stage of our life, and we have to be sensitive to hearing those check when God call us on it. You know, as a, sometime when the, you know, Christians, uh, Christies always remind me, said, you know, I, I always talk about, you know, retiring. I know I'm only a young buck, 50 years old, but, uh, I'm talking about 20, 30 years from now. Lord willing, if I live that long, but, uh, no, a, as a Christian, there, there's no really such thing as a, a retired life. We are called to be administered all our life to share the gospel or our life. We can't say when we get to a certain age, yeah, yeah, I'm going to sit back. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. Of course, you know, when uh, 
uh, unless you are not physically able to, like in music. Uh, I know some last year we had a uh, a thing for the musician to retire because, uh, um, you know, of uh, one reason or another. It, you know, that's different. But we still call to uh, pass on our knowledge and our encouragement to the younger generation also. You know, so because, again, God called us to do whatever our hand finds us to do, we do it with all our might, with all our ability. You know, we are called committed to our life, our children, our spouse, you know, and our church too, and ultimately our God. You know, we c commit our way and trust all also in Him. We do that by acknowledging that God is the God of the universe. He is the creator of the universe and everything in it. And you know what? In the time of Noah, there is sin and there are consequences for those sins. You know, judgment is coming. People are living now like the people that are living in Noah's time. And they were given warning, a lot of warning. I mean, 120 years of warning, probably more, said, hey, the world's going to end. You're going to be destroyed if you don't get saved, if you have to get on the boat. But you know what? They didn't listen, so the flood took them. But as uh, the people living like well, they're living now, uh, Judgment is coming again. It's a little bit different. It's not going to be by flood. Then let's turn to Peter, 2 Peter 3.10. 2 Peter 3.10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That's what's going to happen. It's not going to be flood. It's going to be with fire and brimstone coming up. So, you know, are we living as we please according to our uh, flesh, according to what we want? Or are we living according to what Jesus, what God wants us to live? Be careful. I mean, Jesus is coming back soon, right? For the redeemed and then the rest is judgment. You know, John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Uh, the Psalm 37 again says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust in also in him. Why do we trust also in him? Because there is hope in him. Because there is peace in him. <clears throat> because there is life in him. It's eternal life with him, in him. Without him, we will be washed away into eternal darkness. Yeah, I don't believe anyone here want to be in that position or anybody watching at home want to be in that position, get washed away. Or when Jesus come again, it's going to be fire and brimstone. This place, the whole earth will melt away by fire. So tonight, have you committed your life your ways to the Lord. Give your life to Christ and he will bring it to pass. Amen. It's not too late. Commit your way to the Lord and he will give you hope and he will give you life. So why don't we all come and pray and commit our ways and our life to the Lord. And the song of invitation is 588.